Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two of Old School on a Thursday. It's Beat OU Week. Simple as simple put. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. You guys have been active on the text line. 402-464-5685, Starter Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. Greatly appreciate you guys. We're live on the Starter Heyman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. We are sponsored. Jay Foreman, tell them about the Mercado. Mercado, the certified Piedmontese and their special ingredients and butcher shop located on 84th and Havelock. Um, great appetizer menu, great menu. Great dessert menu, great butcher shop, and they have take-home uh, stuff from the butcher shop, so it meets all your needs, and the atmosphere is uh, second to none. I really like the place, so um, it's a good place you know, for any occasion. Business casual, it's not super dressed up, so um, that's always right up my alley, too. Jay Foreman, if you would, please, uh, one of the all-time greats. Oh, yeah, we got Zach Wiegert on, and, um, you know, uh, I mean, when Zach was a senior, I was a little pipsqueak, so... He, 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 Zach, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say this, Zach. I, I'm going to tell you this. Zach, I used to ride a bus sometimes to go down to, like, play AAU basketball, but Zach gave me my first ride as a redshirt freshman because they didn't have busing in Lincoln. But uh, being a 180-pound <laughs> linebacker, you know, they they didn't take it easy on me. So Zach Wieger here, he's won all the awards and played. You know, we I was fortunate to play with Zach as, a obviously, a freshman. Then we played together in Houston. Um, right. Now you're going in the College Hall of Fame, man. First, congrats, and just tell me what you're thinking and, you know, how does it feel and, and what has the process been like? Jay, you know how it is. You know, it's it's uh, one it's one of those things. I, I think that I played pro too long, so it took a while for the uh, voters for the College Hall of Fame to do do their job because, I mean, they kind of wait till you're done playing. And unfortunately, right. I played 12 years pro, and you know how hard that is to do. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. I hope everyone uh, – my biggest thing with this is is I hope that everyone that played with me at Nebraska, every single person, if they liked me or didn't like me, say, well, he's deserving of it. That's my, right. my biggest thing because, um, you know, all I give a crap is what the Nebraska kids thought with me. And um, my goal – following my brother to play at Nebraska was when he got his scholarship, I was like, I, I want to go there and I want to be better than him. Right. And that was hard because he's a good football player. So um, I, I hope that's what everyone feels. And I'll go on that field and, and all those guys that I play with, uh, Rob Zadek, Brendan Stye, Joel Wilkes, Aaron Graham, uh, you know, you don't win awards like that or go in the Hall of Fame unless you had other good people around you. And uh, I always got to say thanks to them as well. Yeah, Zach, you know, I mean, you guys were the pipeline. But, uh, you know, just talk about the pride you guys, you know, took in. your, You know, obviously doing your job, 
you know, kicking butt on Saturdays. But just the, you know, I think the pipeline is no different than the black shirts, kind of like, you know, the way you guys went about your business. You know, we were defense and we kind of take our stuff serious. But I think, you know, people don't appreciate how how much pride, you know, obviously led by, you know, Mill Tenebra and, and Dan Young, both of them rest in peace. But how, how much pride you guys took in to being the best that you could be? Yeah, I, I, I... – I think we came into Nebraska at a time. I think there was a time in the early and uh, mid eighties where they had a, a ton of really good linemen. And then they, we had a period of time where there was, there was good linemen there. I mean, obviously I played with little shields my first two years next to me. So, I mean, obviously we had great, great other linemen, but I think it was the, the team factor. And I, I, I believe that the pipeline will live on forever because I, I don't think I've ever been around a group that took the word team to the extreme that they did. It was, everything was a competition. It, it could be eating, you could be running, you could be lifting, you could be, it, it was just like who could stay the longest at some deal that you didn't want to be at. It was always a competition. And I believe that work ethic and that competition is what it made us unique because when you go out there, you know, we'd have these conversations about we did this and we did that. And when you went on the field, you could just look in everyone's eye like, I, they're never going to let me down because they put in the time, they put in the work. And you know what? It, it, everyone gets beat once in a while, but that person has my back. Absolutely. And I think that, that that's what it takes to be really good as an offensive line. Zach, one of the things I always – think people don't give you enough credit for obviously you know really good athlete general but talk about you know I know you were I know you were a good basketball player because I saw you play at the rec but talk about playing basketball and you know the athletic ability that you have how that helped you play you know offensive tackle or offensive line because you know in the pros you play guard too talk about how basketball and being multiple sport athlete helped you play football well, that, I always tried to tell Coach Tennifer that's who I'd always recruit. I'll take a 250-pound guy in high school and put 50 pounds on him because they know what it felt like to run and jump high and run fast, and, and that was always my opinion on recruiting. Um, if it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't even have played in Nebraska. So I got mono my senior year for football, and I only played four games. So I, I didn't even have film, and I was a late bloomer. I mean, I was 17 when I started playing football in Nebraska, so I was a young kid my junior year, so no one had any film that was worth recruiting. And so I, I'm a I'm a, bi a big fan of you want people that play multiple sports and you want to just recruit athletes. You can always make people bigger and stronger. You know, I, I that just my, always been my opinion as far as offense and defensive line. Because if if you got guys with the right attitude and athletic ability, you can make them great offensive defensive linemen. Zach, I'm I'm, I'm sitting here and I, I want to. I'm just curious, being being from Fremont and having the journey that you had, as you said, being a late bloomer and then walking into one of the great programs and then contributing deeply to the legacy that is Nebraska football. Does it mean more? Does this weekend mean more because you're from here and? you understand what it took for you to go from Fremont to Nebraska to the NFL and now the Hall of Fame. So I'm going to share just a little bit of the story because Foreman's my buddy. So I never went to a Nebraska football game until my brother got recruited because we were poor. And 
um, my brother's uh, recruiting weekend uh, was the game where they played Oklahoma. And so I, the first game I ever saw in Nebraska Stadium was Oklahoma. Wow, that's big. That's wow. crazy how the right. world comes around, man. And in uh, right, you know, Zach. And so when Trev Alberts called me as AD and he said, "When do you want to be recognized?" I said, "Well, there's only one game I care about. Right. So give me ten seconds in that game, and I don't care about the rest." Right. So. That was that was what I said because that that's what I knew. Like that was the game where I sat in the stands and watched, and they gave my brother a scholarship, and I said I'm gonna be better than him. Mm. Zach, talk about it. Uh, you know uh, what? It, I always tell people about the intensity of Oklahoma Week, Colorado, but Oklahoma is a little bit different. Uh, talk right. about the intensity of Oklahoma Week, and talk about how like I remember being in the locker room as soon as that game before Oklahoma Week was over. As soon as we, as soon as you know, we broke down after the, you know, the game, everybody started to talk about Oklahoma Week. Right. I mean, it, it was it was a rivalry, and it was always the biggest game. But it wasn't the biggest game because it was Nebraska Oklahoma. For decades, it was the biggest game because the winner of that game always was a contender for the national championship, and every person on the planet watched the game. Like, I, I can't explain to the younger generation, like, that was the game that every person on the planet watched, and it was always the game that had implications of who the best team in the country was because a lot of times Nebraska-Oklahoma was always the, one of the best teams. So I, I, it's, it's hard to try to explain to a generation that didn't that's not used to seeing that game every year. But for decades, that was the game that it, it had implications who's the best team and it was always like it was the most watched game the reason why nebraska has fans all over the country is not because we have a lot of people in nebraska it's because people watched that game and they loved our program right. zach you know um i always say that you know obviously being a national champion but uh you know you had a success, successful pro career tell people what you're doing now uh because i think you're you know I mean, I'm biased, but I think, you know, you got a Hall of Fame career even after football. So tell people what you're doing right now. So I run a bunch of commercial real estate funds. I won't get into the details on it, but I manage about four and a half billion of real estate uh, around the country. And um, fortunately, Jay, I don't think I got hit in the head too many times where I can't <laughs> still do my job. So um, I, I, I I'm really happy with uh, how my career has gone since. You remember when I was down in Houston, I used to talk about doing real estate all yep. the time and flying. So I, I, I have an airplane still, and I do real estate. So same as, as I was doing in Houston 15 years ago, So, but uh, on a larger scale. <laughs> Zach, give us some insight about Mr. Foreman here that, that folks don't know. <laughs> He used to kick my butt, man. And I, I, I tried oh, to get him back. I tried to get him back one time, man. I'm not you know? gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. throw any dirt. He's my guy. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah, ran Jay, the street pretty Jay, hard. Yeah. Yeah, Jay's one of those guys when you're in practice that you go like, oh damn. You, like when you're an offensive lineman, you go like, oh damn. I you, you know who you're supposed to go hit before the play, and you're always going like, well, it's Jay, and he's got a damn rocket, and he's gonna come down the hill and yeah. give me a freaking headache. And, and that that's Jay Foreman. So. Yeah. And there ain't a person on this plan that played against Jay on the offensive side of the ball that doesn't say that. So um, he, he's a he's a 
grown ass man is all I'll say. <laughs> of of all the moments, of all the moments, uh, one of the texters and one of the listeners sent in this that iconic iconic picture of you guys standing in the huddle, hats off, looking over at Miami, and they're taking a knee, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just staring at them like, "Come on, meat, get off the grill!" Like you're. <laughs> Walk us through that. Walk us through that. What what was going on? Do you remember a moment where you well, just? Yeah. I I had a little bit of a uh, problem telling the other side of the ball what we were doing during the season. Uh huh. Because I was always like, it don't matter. You can put twelve guys here. It don't matter. We're gonna still run right here. And I I think Jay remembers that yep. because he he was there playing at that time. Yep. And I was I'd be like him even in practice. Like, we're running this play. Stop it. Because if, if we tell them what we're doing and we're going to still run it, then the games, it's really easy. Right. So that play, I had, I had done my best because I'm not good at of keeping my mouth shut before the game. And Warren and all those guys, Kennard Lang, Kenny Holmes, all the guys that played in the pros against for a decade, ran their mouth pretty heavily, but that's just what they did. And I, I did my best to keep my mouth shut. And when I said, all I said all week long, I was like, well, how about we just play this football game? The fourth quarter, you tell me who's the best team. That's all I said the entire week. I, I'll just keep my mouth shut. When it comes to the fourth quarter, you tell me who's the best team. is. Let's just play the football game. And that was uh, instructions I listened to Tom Osborne for months. And uh, that was the that was the moment in the game when I looked across the lines like going like you don't want to tell them how this game's going right now. <laughs> I, even in that picture, it might have been we might have been down or it was a very close game, and you could just look across the lines like they didn't want anymore. Yeah, they were done. They right? were done. That was that was the, the the physicality against speed, and that was at the point of the games going like you don't seem that fast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> getting leaned on, getting leaned on for for for, for forty five minutes. Yeah, pushed down on the ground, man. <laughs> yeah, you looked really fast about two hours ago, but you don't seem that fast anymore. All of a sudden. Yeah, well, Zach, man, I appreciate you getting us on today or coming on today, man. Congrats, well deserved. Hey, even though it's a little overdue, they always say that the timing is the right time, and it's the right time for you. And uh, well deserved, man. Enjoy everything with the Hall of Fame because it's, it's well deserved. I really appreciate Jay. Thanks, man. Thanks right. for having me on. All right, man. Take you it easy. Take care. Big thump, man. Yeah. Big I mean, thump. he could he could move people. I mean, he could move and uh, Zach. He'd be a little humble, man, because he had a, like a little Larry Bird in him. You know, like when Larry Bird grabbed Xavier McDaniel, said, "I'm gonna bust this three right here in your face." Yeah. Zach was like that. Like he he was he's kind of like you know I mean he's just he's telling you that, but he was he he was he was talking junk. And a funny story is, is so when I came in as a red shirt, I. I all these dudes would, you know, Milt Tenniper sometimes would make me jump in there at, like, nose guard. I think he was trying to, like, make me tough or something. So, they, you know, you take your lumps. And so we were playing Jacksonville one night and down in Jacksonville. And, you know, the Jacksonville, Coughlin, they're always been, you know. They were physical, tough. Right. So, you know, I've made a – you know, I kind of went against Zach and uh, Gary Walker actually did a good job of not letting the tackle up on me, you know. So I scraped and made a play. And I knew Zach was going to have to block me, but I was able to get, you know, kind of make a play just because Gary held him, right, essentially. So then we started talking. I was like, Zach, I ain't a freshman no more. He was like, Foreman, 
He's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I think I spent the next two hours running away from him. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I know he was going to try to take my head off. But Zach, he was a competitor, tough. Uh, you know, when you play that long in the league and then, you know, obviously play, you know, a Hall of Fame level of college, you know, that's well-deserved. So it's part of the tradition, man, part of the the uh, historical greatness of Nebraska. And, you know, I like it that, you know, he's going in the Hall of Fame, but he mentioned every one of those guys in that picture with him uh, because they all, you know, obviously helped him, you know, get to where he's at. So, you know, that's always good. How How exactly rare was that offensive line? Like, well, they, I think the best offensive lines have, like, good combinations, right? So, where you got, like, when you look at this picture from a defensive perspective, you got Aaron Graham, big Texas guy, kind of at this point, like, even keel, right? Like, CEO, right? Mm-hmm. You got Brendan Stye, who was one of the strongest guys, I think, ever to come through Nebraska, right? So, look at the size of him. Mm-hmm. Brendan's the only one without his helmet on. He's looking at – he's trying to look through somebody, right? Right, right. Brendan had these, like, crystal blue eyes that kind of look kind of crazy. Then you got the mammoth with Zadiska, who was, like, 6'5", 305, 3'10", like, 6% body fat. So, he didn't look normal. Then you got the party starter was Joe Wilkes. Joe Wilkes was the fight. <laughs> That's the dude that want to fight right, every day. Because right. he – Joe, I think, came in as a walk-on, kind of always – you know, not the guy that everybody talked about, so he had to build himself up, but he was a good athlete. Um, and Buddha was, you know, he was tough, you know, and, and, and then you got Zach, who was a combination of all of them. He could play a finesse game if you wanted. He could get physical, you know, a good athlete, and he had the confidence. So I think that, you know, they all fed off each other, and they all played well together, held each other accountable, and was always together. I mean, it was just – it's no different than, you know, the black shirt defenses we were on. When you saw one of us, you saw all of us. And you, when you saw them, all them dudes, they rolled tough. So I'm trying to, in my head, I'm trying to imagine this offensive line and those skill position players, right? Skill position players. Yeah, you see Lawrence Phillips there getting right, a drink. Right, right, right. <laughs> letting you know, right? Yeah, he's like, 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 I'm still coming. Right. Well, because that dude, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you got to go through Zach and Aaron to get to Lawrence Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> then you got Corey Schlesinger back there, Rockhead. He, yeah. yeah. He was trying to obliterate everybody. Then you got Brian Shaw or uh, Shaw, the tight end right there, uh, who was a really good edge setter. And then we had uh, Mark uh, Gilman, who was another good tight end, big, tall kid, you know. Then we had Abdul and all those. I mean, we do. We, I mean, we had players and Cluster and all those guys. We had guys that could play. So then how – I mean, walk me through this. That that group of, of, of offensive players against the black shirts. Practice had to be – Competitive. Every single day, but I, I was thinking of another word. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. But, yeah, like but the thing is, is we all had each other's back on Saturday, and um, the standard was a standard, and they knew that they weren't going to face anybody better than us, and we knew we weren't going to face anybody better than them. So the, I wouldn't say the games were easy, but as you see right there, they you know that that right there let me know a team that came down there for business versus a, t- a team that down there, they kind of underestimated their opponent. Hmm. We, we, we got after it as soon as we got off the plane and we practiced hard before and down there. And, you know, we were the better team in the fourth quarter. We physically Frank Co- or Costa got, that was a beating that that man took. The uh, look on his, his face. face through the helmet right. was, it was, he got, I mean, he, that defensive line beat that man to a pulp um, because there was plays that – I think there was a, like a go route that was open, 
but he, he, he just didn't have it. He couldn't he couldn't get it there because he knew he was about to get hit. So it's a cu- accumulation of hits, and then we you know Dwayne Harris was able to get the safety, but it was about the conditioning, the competitiveness. It starts in practice, and this is look you got to think after these dudes leave. The little brothers come in, and they don't have a legal procedure all year on the greatest football team of all time. Mm-hmm. So with that off, it, and you got to think, Aaron, I think, is the only guy that came back. So it's all four new starters, but it's, that's how you reload instead of rebuild because the way that we were practicing, guys were ready. Well, guys were ready. Well, then, then I'm led to um, I'm I'm led to this question, and it may be unfortunate that I ask it, but. Is there any way Nebraska ever has that kind of talent on the roster? Again? I mean, I don't think. I mean, right? You, like, you, I mean, you that's... Get, if you get that type of talent, then you we we in national championship, right? But, like, so maybe not. Maybe because it's it's just not in the cards right now. And that's where like people need to understand: it's not trying to replicate even ninety three. Right? Ninety three was a great team. Ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. 98, 99. You're not trying to replicate that. What we're trying to do is take the principles of how we were able to good be good with guys that made them in them made themselves into superior talented football players. Zach was you got think Zach said he had mono. He had no tape, but he played basketball, so he had work to do when he had to get here. Same with Will Shields. When we, when you see the like videos of Will Shields as a freshman, he looked way smaller and stuff. But he what did he do? Work himself into it. Same with Buddha. You know what I mean? Joe Wilkes worked himself at Brendan Stye had to get better technique. Aaron Graham had to wait his turn. Everybody had to go through the grinder to do it. So the the opportunity for this team to get there and to be on a to be consistently a well-coached, physical, winning football team. We're not saying win a national championship. We're saying go out there and and replicate the people in Nebraska. That's essentially what we were doing. Because, like, when we're down there, like, no different than when they go to Ireland. You got 20,000 people to go over there. Those are, like, if you're not playing for anything, you got to play. You have some pride in taking, you know, the people that are spending their hard-earned money to come over. Same with the way we're playing. Now, we were able to build, like, the this product here was built and forged through the years that we had to go through it on that scout team and take our lumps, Right. And then learn, and then wait, and be patient, and and work hard without any guaranteed, right? Without any guarantee, like didn't show up to games, guaranteed to play. Because if you didn't take practice seriously, and you decide, oh, I'm just gonna take a day off, or I'm not gonna, I don't feel like practicing hard. Oh, well, the DP end up next round taking your spot. There was no days off. Competition was fierce. I re- I can remember being in the Cook Pavilion, and looking down the line. And being one of the bigger linebackers, you know, because then we went to kind of middle linebacker, and then the Sam was not as small, but then like the Will linebacker was like a safety, you know, kind of like a you know two hundred five or whatever. But still, you looking down the line, I'm competing. And every time you go, whether we're doing the pro agility or ten yard starts, five yard starts, or flying twenties, once you get there, you look and seeing where you're at. Then you take it to the football field. So we made us made ourselves better, and Zach, Zach and those guys were a big part of it. But then everybody like pulled each other along, like I talked about earlier with you and Strick. If 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 guys saw a guy struggling, <laughs> it was come here, we're doing this. I'm gonna be here with you. That's leadership, man. You know, in a time like this, those teams, you know, for okay, perfect example, right? So we're on the way to the Orange Bowl. 
I, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the rumblings of Coach Osborne retiring. I was just like, just dumb and just biased. Hey, I'm coming to practice every day, working my tail off. I'm getting ready for the game. I'm a junior. We're trying to win a national championship. Next thing you know, I'm on the on the elevator, and Hoskinson looked like he's about to cry. So then, of course, I started ribbing him. Like, man, what's wrong with you? He's like, man, Coach Osborne, you know, haven't you heard? <laughs> like, nah, man, it's cold outside. Like, we're getting ready to go down to Miami. So I'm ready to try to – I'm trying to pack up. And he's like, yeah, this is, gonna, this is gonna be Coach's last game. So dealing with adversity, these teams were built for that. This is what the leadership is. So if you think practices weren't were inspired when we were playing for a national championship, being undefeated and feel dis- disrespected because of the close game in Missouri, T.O.'s leaving? Oh, Peyton Manning didn't have a chance. Yeah, we got a battle. We, we, we got a battle. Well, I, I, I do want I, – let's put a pin there. I do want to ask about Tennessee, Miami, Florida. I want to ask about it because for all the talent that was on the Nebraska rosters, those other rosters were loaded. They were more talented and, than us. And you guys – Thumped. So we'll we'll take a break here on Old School. We'll come back. Jay Foreman will take us through some of those great teams that they played against that, quite frankly, weren't good enough. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here. 